Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So this episode is all about how easy it is to eat more than we think we're eating. And this was partly inspired by a program called Secret Eaters. And if you're in the UK, you might remember this program from a few years ago now. It was only on for a short time, but it was basically following people who were really struggling with their weight loss. And it's still on YouTube. You can still watch it currently today. And I ended up watching an episode because I am reading a book and doing a review on this book and the book recommended watching Secret Eaters to kind of understand more about weight loss and psychology of eating and how easy it is to eat more than we think. So I watched an episode and it was really fascinating just to be reminded of habits and and choices that it's so easy for people to make and why so many people can struggle with weight loss and, and feel that they're eating just the right amount but can easily be missing things or forgetting things and it's so so easy to do and if you haven't seen this program secret eaters basically follows people who struggled with their weight loss and they're they're really unsure as to like why they're not losing weight people are tracking calories and tracking their nutrition like before they go on the show and they present their their food logs to the dietitians and the people on the program and they're usually coming in at an amount of calories that would create weight loss but these people are struggling and have often quite a few stone to lose and they're just really stuck and they're interviewed at the beginning and they they talk about why they think they should be losing weight they talk about often the fact they are they're trying to make healthy choices they're trying to do the right things they're often exercising just selecting healthy things avoiding foods that they think are, are not helpful for them which that we can go off into a tangent of we don't want to be avoiding certain foods but sometimes they are sometimes they're just they believe that they're eating a healthy balanced diet but yet the weight isn't shifting so with this program they then have detectives follow these people around and i think they were followed around for a short time and they knew about it so they had cameras like put in the house but then the people in the show were kind of led to believe that the recording had finished and the detectives or the cameras had gone but actually the cameras in their houses were still there and they were still being followed by detectives for another five days or a week or so. And so this enabled the programme to collect lots of video clips and information as to kind of how these people were generally eating once they thought they were back into their normal normal life, normal routines. And the episode that I watched, there was two women on there and they were both, they both had, I think about six to eight stone they wanted to lose and were both really confident they were eating eating healthy just really didn't know why they weren't losing weight and one of the women I think was reporting about 1400 calories on average on her food diary and the other one was reporting to come in at around 1800 calories and then when they they followed these two ladies for a few days they had the surveillance on them the detectives following them around and the cameras in the houses um, they also had a couple of events with their families and they even managed to 
to get some family members to be sort of secret spies and, and kind of report back to the detectives on like what they'd been eating and drinking at family events as well. And during that time that they were recorded on camera for that week or seven days, no, seven days, for the five to seven days that they were being recorded, they were coming in at around 4,000 calories on average, one of the ladies, and the other one was coming in at around 3,000 calories on average. So it may even have been a slightly longer amount of time, but it was enough time for them to kind of see habits and choices were leading to these these ladies to both be having a lot more calories than they thought that they would. And then the program kind of ends up showing the video clips to these people of kind of things they've eaten and like where they've had more calories than they than they realized, where they've maybe forgotten things that they've had. And the people are genuinely really shocked when they see the videos back and they see things they've had. Sometimes they kind of remember and they kind of thought they'd gotten away with it and they were kind of they were secretly eating and aware of it. And other times they just they don't they'd clearly like completely forgotten or they just weren't aware that that was what they'd done. And this episode was just like that. The, the two women were really shocked when they watched the, the video back. It was things like their portion sizes were a lot bigger than they thought. So the program will show kind of how how many calories were roughly in certain meals that they were eating and how just different components of those meals were adding up to be much more calories than they might appear. There were various sort of snacks that they'd forgotten, like things maybe at work, they'd grabbed a snack or in the evening after work, grabbed a mini chocolate bar or had some, some bites of food while cooking dinner, had something in the evening. Um, there were things like additions to meals like mayonnaise, cheese, coleslaw, that were adding a few hundred calories to certain meals that they hadn't really considered. And then there was visits to coffee shops for like a, a morning coffee, but that was maybe two, 300 calories and sometimes was bought alongside a pastry. And then um, there was often with at least one of them, if not both, they were either skipping breakfast or having a, like a pastry with a coffee for breakfast and then ending up eating a lot more later in the day. And that was something that was pointed out on the show was that they would benefit probably from starting their day with a decent breakfast. And that can often lead to them eating a lot less later than they otherwise would do. And the examples in the show where people are reporting 1400 to 1800 calories coming in at more like 3000 to 4000, that's kind of towards the, the more extreme end of weight loss struggles where like, people are not aware of their habits and choices and nutrition and they those ladies were very confident they were eating the right amount a lot of the times when people are struggling there is some awareness that yeah i do have extra bits here and there probably eating a bit more than i think but many people struggling with their weight are really confident that they are coming in at 1500 1600 calories and their weight loss isn't changing which suggests that they're actually eating a lot more than they think. But I've had numerous conversations with people over the years that have been really confident they're having 1,200 calories or 1,500 calories uh, and just feeling very stuck for a very long time. And there's often that's because they maybe are, are tracking accurately on those calories for a short time and then just having social events or the odd evening or like the weekend where they're not as accurate with things like because they're out and about or because they just want to be more relaxed with things. And so maybe their weekly average is much higher than, than they think. It's just the week is tracking quite low. 
and other times it's, it's maybe just lack of um, awareness and knowledge around food choices that can easily mean we take in more than we think that we do and with these two ladies on the show it was probably it was a lot to do with the the awareness around what is in the foods that, that people are eating knowledge around nutrition because we're not taught this stuff to any great degree so it's very very common to just be having more and, and just not be aware of it and those were ex- more extreme examples when there was that much of a difference but it's been shown many times that most people underreport their calorie intake by a reasonably significant amount and it's actually there is a, a phenomenon uh, that I read about recently in, a, in this book that I am currently reading and about to review and it's there's a, a very common um, phenomenon is what is what he described it as that people end up doing which it's kind of recognised that we can end up eating but just not registering it at all. And in the t- in the book, he called it the eye-mouth gap. So the eye did not see what the mouth took in. And it's something that can happen and, and mean that people are not, not stupid, not lazy, not lying or anything like that when they're struggling with reporting accurate food intake. It's just what the brain actually decides to do to kind of filter out times when, we, when we've eaten. And just not remember it at all and it's why so many people are not deliberately lying on their food diary but they're suggesting that they're having those calories when actually they're having a lot more and some people do kind of not report everything deliberately and often that's due to feeling guilt and shame around certain foods and maybe the amount they're eating like a lot of people struggle with overeating and binge eating at times and they just take that out of their food diet because they believe that they will be judged by other people if they're putting that down and they just they're judging themselves as well they feel very often really guilty about those those choices um, when often they're driven by habits and urges that are kind of they don't even feel like conscious choice in the moment but like many other people will will be fully confident that they are not leaving anything out of their food diary they're telling the truth completely 100 percent, and it's sometimes that their brain's actually just filtering it out or underestimating the foods that they've had like many times on food diets you can kind of see sometimes where it's easy to be kind of adapting what you've had to meet the calorie target that you've got i've seen it on many food diets where it's it's the type of foods that's been recorded the calories that are coming in for that food would suggest that it's a very tiny piece of of that food like a really small piece of potato like a couple of bites or a really tiny portion of curry or whatever else it's like knowing now that I know as a nutritionist kind of looking at these foods and portion sizes for the last like 15 years and kind of building up awareness of things I can see sometimes where it's likely that people have kind of tried to just adjust their portion on the tracking app where their actual portion is likely to have been a bit more because we just naturally want to hit those targets those numbers and we want to feel good that we've hit 1600 calories if that's the target for example and it's a it's a natural thing for the brain to kind of want to do and we have this kind of selective mindset with things and underestimating is, is easy to do as well just because it's difficult to gauge certain foods it's unless you're kind of studying packets and you're weighing things out all the time it is difficult to know and then when we filter out sometimes just completely it's because 
there's that sense of pain and self-judgment that we might have experienced before. If we've eaten certain foods that we think that's a bad food or we think I've gone over my calories, I've eaten too much today, and we'll just snacked when I didn't plan to snack or my portion was a bit big. All of these things can mean like our brain will just blank it out because it's got that sense before that when we think about this too much, we focus on food, there's pain and there's judgment and that is something the brain will want to avoid. So it can develop this kind of filtering process where the eye does not see what the mouth takes in. So it's something really helpful to be aware of because it is just a natural human brain thing to occur. But with that awareness that that can happen, it can help you just to become more aware of where where you potentially might be doing that or just underestimating or just missing stuff out. Because the other big reason that we can forget to record stuff is just because we're really busy. We've got a lot going on. It's not your full-time job to track your food. You've normally got a job, family, friends, other things to do. And so it can be easy to just either guesstimate things or just mean to record it but completely forget. So with all of this information, plus lots of conflicting advice everywhere as well is, is another struggle. When you see online, there's all these this information about different foods and what you should be having and shouldn't be having that can lead to a feeling of overwhelm and then that's another reason why we just want to avoid thinking too much about the foods that we're eating and just be engaged in something else and just kind of forget or just want to ignore it and just eat it and move on so there are a lot of studies showing we we generally all, pretty much all of us under report calories by a reasonable amount and what they've also shown is that the underreporting tends to increase in a linear fashion with average BMI, which means people at a healthy weight may be underreport by 5% on average. But people with a higher BMI can be 25% out or more. And that's obviously, that's a generalisation of a linear graph, but it shows there is that association that people who have struggled with their weight more are recording calories less accurately, whether that's underestimating different factors kind of coming into that. But it shows that it is a, it's a common phenomenon for that to be the case. And if you're 25% out on recording calorie intake, that, that can be 750 calories that you're eating that amount more than you think. And that can even be higher, like as in that Secret Eaters episode, the, the lady was confident she was around 1400 calories. She was actually at 4000. So it's super easy to be having more than we think. And I found this myself too. I don't currently track calories regularly, but I have done in the past. And sometimes I'll just go back now and again for a few days or a week to track what I'm eating. For partly for just it's useful to do now and again to kind of familiarise myself with what it's like to track calories. And also because every time I go back, I realise that I'm eating more calories than I think. So it's helpful for me to just rein my portion sizes back in a little bit bring more awareness back to my snacking and how things can add up. And I will always be a few hundred calories more than what I thought I was very easily. And even just this week, as an example, I had a, a roast dinner out with family on Sunday and the calories were on the menu for the restaurant that we went to. And they had a few different roast options. I had the, the turkey with a maple bacon crumb and had potatoes, parsnips, carrots, broccoli, a Yorkshire pudding, and gravy and it was delicious on the on the menu it was just under 1800 calories for the plate of roast dinner and 
there were two other roast dinner options i think maybe pork and chicken or beef like two out of those three uh, that were coming in at over 2000 calories for one plate of roast dinner and even i was really surprised at that to see that amount and when the plate of food came out i would not have looked at that plate and thought yeah that's 1800 calories on my plate it didn't look like that at all i would have guessed like almost half that amount as i think a lot of people would have so that is just an example where in that dinner like i'm guessing they put oil and butter on certain things and duck fat to kind of make the potatoes nice and the parsnips were obviously i think they'd been done in a good amount of butter maybe the carrots as well and it's just one example and various other meals on that menu that were nothing to roast were coming in at 1500 calories because it makes sense i guess that restaurants will want to make their food taste nice and so oils and butters and things like that are going to be in that meal and it can be easy to have it and just not not have any idea if that was not on the menu if the calories for that meal were not on the menu i would have almost definitely had dessert when i went out on sunday and it wasn't because i was like hungry but it was just because we were out with family and i love eating dessert so we don't go out that often for meals and have dessert so that would have been something i would have said yeah well i'll get i'll get the brownie or the sticky toffee pudding and because that roast dinner was that many calories i got to the end of it and i realized i just wasn't actually hungry if i was going to have dessert it would have just been for the enjoyment of dessert but i would have felt a bit sick after if i'm honest and so it was actually really helpful for me to see the calories on that menu and looking at the dessert options the the chocolate brownie sounded amazing that was 900 calories and even the thought of sharing it would would have still been 450 calories that i wasn't even hungry for so that was helpful in that scenario to see it but it just shows how how easy it is for things to be more than we'd imagine and i think many people would estimate both the roast dinner and the brownie to be half the calories that they actually were so that was something that was interesting and with all this what we don't want is like this to lead to stressing about food and having a fear of eating foods and fear of how many calories are in certain foods it just is helpful to have that awareness of things and have having critical thinking with certain choices that you make as well knowing how easy it is for there to be more calories than we think and knowing how common it is for the brain to underestimate these things and to kind of want them to be less because that makes us feel better and then mindful eating as well like if you are knowing foods sometimes contain more calories than we imagine so i'm going to really enjoy this meal if it's if it's like something i really love i know it's got probably more calories than i'd expect but i'm going to really savor it and taste and enjoy each bite that can often lead to then eating a little bit less of that food either eating less in that moment and like being satisfied with a smaller amount leaving some behind or just for the fact that you eat it mindfully and and then you know okay that was quite calorific so i won't have that like regularly but when i have it i'll really enjoy it and i won't feel guilty and i'll just crack on after with making a, a nutritious choice next time i'm hungry it can then help you to be including those things with that knowledge but also like not cutting it out but just really savoring it when you have it having it that bit less often and things are more enjoyable when we have them less often they're more special so it can be helpful if you're framing it in the right way and choosing what you feel is most worth it to you and then leaving things that are not that worth it the other thing with that restaurant i was at the other day was that i knew their desserts would, would be nice but not the best desserts i've ever had in my life 
they wouldn't be exceptional so it's kind of thinking what is most worth it what is the best of what i love that's the thing to go for and then anything else maybe now and again you might decide yeah actually i'm still going to have it and enjoy it because i want to and other times you might think there's other things i'd enjoy more so i can say no to this knowing that i'll have something else another time and it's always going to come down to finding that balance and saying yes sometimes to things you love and other times saying no like knowing that no foods are bad foods and you can have a day that's really high in calories and it won't make a difference in your long-term progress at all if you're consistent and most of the time you're coming in at the right kind of level for for weight loss if that's your goal one high calorie day will not ruin your progress it's when you have a high calorie day or foods that you think are bad foods and then feel guilty and then try and restrict and then feel like you've messed things up and then see the scales haven't changed or they've gone up slightly because water weight now is kind of in your body because that food was high in carbs and high in salt and that meant you've retained water but when your brain sees it on the scales that the weight's not changing and you just you feel guilty that's what tends to trigger going off track for a few days and and having a binge or just eating extra things because your brain's thinking well why bother like you've ruined it anyway or you're never going to get there that's what leads to people feeling stuck but one day that's much higher in calories is absolutely fine my day on that sunday i had the whole roast dinner and fully enjoyed every bite i was i was hungry enough for it so that in itself was 1800 calories i still had breakfast i had i think something in the evening something like maybe because it was in the middle of the day roughly and i'd done a walk and a bike ride and things so it was still would still would have been 3000 calories at least that day and that's okay when you're consistent most of the time and when you're generally you've got an active lifestyle as well you you walk you do things exercise wise that you enjoy like it's all fine and when you know that when you're just mindful and aware and then you just keep going and you don't let things make you feel bad or throw you off track that's when people see fantastic progress and another reason that people struggle with their weight loss it's got me kind of thinking about other struggles people have often people will say i'm eating really healthy and i'm not losing weight and feeling like we're like healthy eating should be enough to create weight loss is a common struggle that i see people have and often cooking from scratch as well people will say i'll cook all my meals from scratch and yet i'm not losing weight and that's often because even healthy foods like the calories in those foods can really easily add up to more than we think and it's often amazing nutritious foods that we we want to be including but it's it's easy for them to accumulate in terms of calories and so it's really helpful to know which ones are higher in calories and how to spread things out a little bit and bring certain portion sizes down so you find that balance that is is optimal for weight loss as well and then common foods that um can be higher in calories than we think would be things like your oily fish like um, salmon or uh, smoked mackerel olive oil different oils nuts seeds avocado hummus sourdough bread if there's like a big sometimes we get like a wedge of sourdough and have butter on it and then it might have like avocado and poached eggs and maybe a sprinkling of seeds and things maybe some smoked salmon those kind of meals are absolutely amazing in terms of nutrition and sometimes they will keep you fueled for a long time as well if, if that's like a brunch or just a breakfast but then you're out you're walking you're active and you don't feel tempted to snack because you've had this amazing nutrition like that can keep you going for a long time and can work well other times we can kind of eat that kind of meal and think well, i've eaten really healthy that was a great start and then not realize that that was 
800 plus calories in that just eggs and avocado on toast so the awareness there is is very helpful and then with things like cooking from scratch like there's still it's really easy to add just a bit more of different ingredients like a bit more pasta a bit more maybe like if you cook a curry for example having like full fat coconut milk or adding cream or cheese or a little bit of butter but not kind of not being aware of how that added to the other bits of the meal just makes it more than you'd imagine um there's there's so many kind of little components to meals that are brilliant but they just mean that when you get to the end of the meal if your portion size isn't on the small side you could be taking in seven eight nine hundred calories or more while thinking this is healthy this is maybe like 500 calories and and meals out as well healthy meals where you think like i'm ordering something that's just really good wholesome food there could still be butter and oil added to try and just make it taste nice um buddha bowls are a good example as well like they can be again amazing nutrition but when there's components of, of things like hummus often there's avocado and there's like again some kind of beans or lentils or chickpeas then there might be some smoked salmon there might be some like a drizzle of olive oil and some nuts and seeds again and that buddha bowl could be a thousand calories and it's it's so helpful to know what are the components in this meal because you can kind of work it out if the calories aren't listed and you can see if there is a number of kind of higher fat foods like salmon avocado hummus nuts maybe you can see it's got oil then that's helpful to note because that that's then you can kind of gauge this is probably a bit more than it looks in terms of calories other times they might come out with just bits of veg and they might be you can kind of tell there's there's not as many fats in that meal so it's probably better in terms of calories and again it's all about finding the balance and and not feeling worried about these foods but just having that knowledge and insight so then you can balance things out accordingly like if you were out and you have have a buddha bowl or you have a healthy meal that's got lots of good fats in it like hummus avocado salmon nuts seeds you can then maybe make your next couple of meals much lower in fat and go for the protein go for vegetables and maybe say you were out for lunch you had that buddha bowl or you had eggs and salmon and avocado for brunch if you're recognizing these are higher fat meals they've got great nutrition but probably more calories then in the evening maybe you would have had olive oil in your meal or you would have had some some fats in that meal but this time you might want to take it out and just have like a spray oil to cook maybe just cook a stir fry with lots of vegetables and have bit of chicken in there or some prawns some kind of leaner protein and then that can help balance out the day quite well and you can do it sometimes on the day maybe the next day you might decide okay that was a higher fat day yesterday i'll have lower fat options today i'll have protein have veg have fruit um, but we'll have less of the kind of the fats on this day just to kind of get that balance right and full fat dairy is one other one i mentioned here and this was from a, a chat with a client quite recently who is looking at her nutrition through the the zoe program as well which monitors blood sugar levels and with that um program one of the recommendations that they often make for gut health is full fat dairy because they're very much um against having processed foods and i think they deem full fat dairy to be uh, less processed than low fat dairy and with with all this there's so many different angles you can look at things from but just with this particular client i was talking to her goal is also weight loss so weight loss and improving gut health and we were looking at the day that she'd had it was coming in quite high in fat 
and that was meaning that there was kind of less calories to use on um, things like carbohydrates to, to fuel her exercise because she's pretty active. She's in strength training. She's she does other cardio activities that she enjoys, so she needs carbohydrates to fuel her activity, and then she needs protein for recovery and to help hold, keep hold of muscle. And the fats coming in from from certain foods were meaning that the fat was quite high. So then there's just not as many calories left for protein and carbs. So my suggestion was to swap one of those fats, which was I think full fat Greek yogurt and full fat cottage cheese swapping those to the the 0% fat versions and although that would mean it's according to the zoe app like more process i think it's less of a good rating for gut health for this lady it means that she's got more protein coming in from from less calories because when you have 0% fat yogurt or cottage cheese you still get the protein you get a lot less calories per serving size but you, and you still get the beneficial nutrients like calcium is still included in, in the low fat version or 0% fat version. So should get the benefits of protein, still have calcium, be taking in less calories from the dairy and therefore have those calories to kind of spend on carbohydrates for energy, protein for keeping hold of muscle. And also then there's still, kind of, she's still getting fats from, um, healthy fats from things like avocado, she had salmon in that day. She has nuts and seeds and olive oil. And those fats are generally deemed to be the, the really super healthy ones as well, like the Mediterranean-style healthy fats. Whereas fats from dairy are mostly mostly saturated fat, and there's debate as to whether these are good for us or not. But when we know how beneficial it is to have oily fish, olive oil, nuts, seeds, avocado, those things I would say would be better to prioritise eating. And then because we only have a certain amount of calories to play with if we're looking for weight loss as well, I would say going for the, the generally, the 0% fat yogurt and cottage cheese is more helpful for a lot of people. Just save those calories, have less calories coming in, but still get the protein, still get calcium, still get other vitamins and minerals that come in those foods, and then be able to see more progress overall. And if you're eating vegetables, you've got fibre in there, you've got other nutrients, then gut health should still be at a really good level from other foods coming in too so that's something to be aware of because if you're having like full fat dairy like a lot of people are told um you shouldn't have low fat dairy you should have the full fat greek yogurt for example um and that can sometimes just add calories that means it's it's more difficult to see weight loss if you like full fat dairy and you don't like the other stuff like there's nothing wrong with full fat dairy it's just good to know uh, this is more calories per portion size so then can we balance things out elsewhere if weight loss is a goal and we're struggling to see it happening at the moment so that was a few things and i just wanted to kind of collate this into a whole a set of just tips for people if you are stuck at the moment with weight loss and not knowing why these are a whole set of, of ideas things to look at that could be helpful firstly planning nutritious high protein foods into your day is going to massively help to have protein in each meal and foods that you enjoy, but mostly great nutrition, mostly natural whole foods, filling up on those things, protein and veg in particular, because protein will help you stay full. Vegetables have lots of fiber and other nutrients that will also help you stay full and give you energy, help your immune system to fight off all the bugs that are going around at the moment. And looking for color in your meals, like if you can see the plate in front of you, has it got different colors from different vegetables, especially at dinner, it's most easy to do that maybe at breakfast and lunch, is there a bit of fruit in there? Is there some veg in there? Can you add any extra veg to your plate? 
this is where things like salads and frozen veg can come in helpful as like really easy options like pre-prep salads or um, shop-bought pre-prep salads frozen vegetables that you can just either stir fry or steam or bake in the oven and just add to a meal they can make a big difference to uh, to filling you up for less calories again making the meal tasty and nutritious and still having maybe things like for example a lasagna I recently a couple of clients have, have made their own lasagnas and they sound delicious and it's like if you can have a portion of lasagna on your plate but it takes up maybe half the plate and the other half is veg because you've added salad or frozen veg or just broccoli or anything like that that means your portion is less you still feel satisfied you've got your plate has food covering it but some of that food is really low in calories and high in nutrition and even with the lasagna for example like the ingredients there can make a massive difference to whether that is a like a 400 calorie portion of lasagna or a 800 calorie portion of lasagna that's the exact same size ingredients like choosing five percent fat mince would be helpful um having sometimes you can include things like either reduced fat cream or reduced fat mascarpone or reduced fat cheese reduced fat yogurt to kind of make the creamy side of it as well and then the amount of pasta sheets adding in other vegetables all these kind of things can really influence like how many calories are in that portion size so little tweaks are really good to look at as well and sometimes with recipes a lot of them will have a liberal amount of oil in the recipe to kind of do the cooking and often you can reduce the amount of that and maybe spread cheese more thinly or swap the cheese for something like parmesan which you can kind of sprinkle less of that and still get a really good flavor from it um, reduce fat pesto for example when there's a full fat pesto lots of little things can make a difference to to the accumulation of calories in certain meals and then uh, fruit and veg throughout your day is obviously really helpful easy to not do so having just easy options like fresh fruit that you like maybe berries in the fridge maybe tinned peaches or pineapple or whatever else you like in the cupboard frozen fruit and veg frozen you can get all sorts of good frozen fruit and veg options to make into smoothies or just to include with like yogurt or add into meals and that kind of thing also not being afraid of carbohydrates and having breakfast like both of these things can be often something that we try and do to lose weight we try and cut carbs and we try and maybe skip breakfast or delay breakfast and sometimes these are helpful things to do like reducing carbohydrates can be helpful um, to boost weight loss if you've got enough vegetables and protein in your day having one or two meals without carbs especially if it's a less active day that can help just by reducing overall calories hopefully you're still full from the protein and veg and other things that you had so it can be useful but equally if you go too low you can often find that you get hungry later or your energy levels just drop and then you're craving something usually something high in sugar to get you going again and we need carbohydrates for for energy especially even if you're not doing specific exercise like a lot of the time the women that i work with are on the go like doing stuff for their kids for people they're pretty busy pretty active and even if you're sat at a desk like you're still using brain power you still could benefit from carbohydrates just to help your energy level stay nice and stable if those carbohydrates are paired with protein and other nutrition that generally means you have nice stable blood sugar levels versus if we just have like a high carb snack it will get a spike in our blood sugar levels and then it will drop and then we get cravings but if you've got carbs included in meals and they're with protein and they're with other nutrients you generally then will feel better and have more stable energy levels and it's the same with breakfast like sometimes 
skipping breakfast or waiting until you're hungry makes a lot of sense if you're not hungry first thing. Equally, it's worth checking, like, do you find then that you eat more later in the day if you didn't have breakfast first thing? Everyone's a bit different with that, but it's a very common pattern to be cutting things out, skipping breakfast or leaving breakfast till late, but then ending up eating more later in the day because you haven't got the, the fuel and the nourishment that your body needs and it's just driving you to get more. And it will drive you to get more from the quickest available source, which is generally going to be processed foods that are high in sugar and fat. So having breakfast is, is worth testing, but whenever you have it, whatever time, making sure that first meal that you have is really high in protein will make a massive difference as well. So that would be maybe eggs in that first meal or Greek yogurt or protein powder, either mixed into a protein shake or porridge or anything like that. Overnight oats is another good one. Starting the meal with, or starting the day with that first meal being high in protein makes a huge difference often to how people feel as the day goes on. And it helps your body to get that really important uh, dose of protein that helps you to keep hold of muscle after that kind of big overnight fast we really benefit from that. So the body can then put that to good use, protecting, rebuilding muscle, helping you stay fit and strong as well. And then including healthy fats is really important. Just making sure they're in portion sizes that suit your day. So there is an infographic on my Instagram page for like portion sizes of healthy fats, just to give a, a guideline on what can be a useful portion size for each, each high fat food. And just having slightly smaller amounts of them than you maybe have been can be helpful if you are struggling to see weight loss happen. But generally, a small portion of fats in one or two or three of your meals is a good thing. So we need fats to produce healthy hormones. We need fats for healthy joints and all sorts of reasons. So they're good to include. We don't want to cut them out. We just want to make sure that they are in a small enough portion size that we've got room then for protein and other nutrition and to still be in a calorie deficit if weight loss is your goal. So roughly, if we're thinking a plate of food, like what would you want that to be made out of to be optimal for health and weight loss? We would be looking at about a quarter of your plate being protein, a quarter of your plate carbohydrates, particularly kind of more natural carbohydrates like rice, potato, sweet potato, beans, lentils, chickpeas, oats, prioritizing those ones in most meals rather than more processed carbohydrates but equally now and again more processing is absolutely fine it's just most of the time having the nutritious option and then the remaining part of that plate so half a plate or sometimes a third of a plate depending on what else you're having making that last big chunk of that plate filled with vegetables where possible and then planning nutritious snacks as well easy options like fruits um any form of protein which could be protein shake boiled eggs it could be a bit of cheese it could be um yogurt high fat uh, high protein yogurt reduced fat cottage cheese or reduced fat hummus with veg is another good one hummus doesn't have much protein but that's a great snack to get some veg in has a little bit of healthy fats in there still it's good amount of fiber so it's likely to keep you going for a little while nuts are it can be a good snack too, just the portion size of nuts is important to, to be aware of. So that could be just like a, a 20 gram serving, which would be a really like a small palm sized portion for most people. And having these options available is really helpful, knowing that then you've got regular eating occurring so that we have, for most people, it works best to have three meals and two to three snacks. And that 
may seem like a lot of food, but actually for a lot of people, when they have that regular eating pattern and it's mostly made up of great nutrition, they end up eating less overall in the longer term than when they're trying to cut calories really low and skipping meals, having small small amounts here and there, having irregular eating patterns, but then binge eating or just overeating at certain times because they've, their body's got really hungry or because you feel like I've been really good all week and I've cut loads of things out. I've had like 1200 calories. So now I'm just gonna like relax and have this takeaway or just not think about it on the weekend. And that's when all the calories come back and some very, very easily. So regular eating pattern and listening to your body as well. Like if you find you're not hungry, then you don't have to eat what you've got planned, but it's often so much better for people to have these meals planned and the snacks planned and available so that if you are hungry, you've got it there, you know what to go for. Whereas if you haven't planned a nutritious snack, there's nothing available. It's easy to go to the vending machine or just grab a biscuit and have things that just don't fill you up for long and often just create more urges for those kinds of foods. So default protein and veg, protein and fruit or veg, make great snacks. And then again, including things that you enjoy that are not that nutritious now and again, but default option being great nutrition works really well. And then checking packets, just building knowledge around foods, things that you're including in meals, checking snacks and things. It's easy to have a snack that looks quite healthy and the marketing these days for, for snacks, bars and little graze boxes and those kind of things, they can make them look great. They can put protein on the label and make it look really nutritious and or just like it's, it's a helpful food because protein is a buzzword. So they put that on the label or on the, the packaging, people think, it's got protein in it, that's good for me, I'll have that. But you can have like a protein cookie, for example, which we kind of know that's not amazing nutrition, but we might choose it as a high protein snack. And actually some of those will have maybe 10 grams of protein and 350 calories. Whereas you can get a protein bar that's got double the amount of protein and almost half the calories if you're looking for the right thing. So checking packets and comparing um, comparing them just in the supermarket or just building knowledge building awareness is really helpful you you don't have to meticulously track your calories it can be really useful for people to do even for just a few days but just building awareness is helpful in itself just um checking things here and there just to start to be looking more and seeing what is in the foods that we're eating and then saying no to things that aren't worth it is always a helpful strategy just knowing that we want to be enjoying the best of the less nutritious things that we really love so there are a lot of things that are around us that can easily be eaten just because they're there and other people are eating them and they're, they're quite nice but when you're questioning it and thinking like is this actually worth it like is this amazing something that i really love a lot of the times it might be actually it's not that great it's not totally worth it and this could be things like shop-bought snacks things in the office they might have kind of donuts or biscuits or shop bought cake and for me it's always like the homemade cake in my favorite coffee shop or that my nan's made like those are the things i think that's really worth it and a dessert in a, a restaurant where i know the dessert is amazing things that are less worth it for me personally would be things like um chocolate that you can get from the supermarket anytime sometimes that's still worth it if it's really good chocolate like i love the Lindt chocolate bars or Tony's chocolate is really good as well. And Hotel Chocolat is like the best invention ever. But there are a lot of chocolates that are still nice, like Dairy Milk, Milky Bar, those kind of things are great. But 
a lot of the times if I know it's not going to help me to eat them, asking, like, is it worth it? And thinking, I can have that another time because I can literally go to Sainsbury's and get it whenever I want. That can help to say no to that at that time. And yeah, with anything else, if you're offered things that you think that's great, but I can literally pop to the bakery and get the same thing any day of the week, that all helps just to, to decide. It's not that you're not allowed it. It's not, it's not that it's bad. It's just that we need to be a bit more selective if we want to feel at our best and see the progress we want to see and have energy and vitality and be able to do all the things we want to do and have room for other indulgences that are even more delicious. So that can be helpful. And then portioning things out that are easy to overeat. So these are things like nuts, um, sometimes crisps if you have a big bag of them. Granola is, is a common one that's easy to have more than we think. So portioning out nuts is helpful if you're taking them as a snack, for example. And then with things like granola or pasta or other things, when it's easy enough to put that on the kitchen scales, then that's a helpful thing to do for a lot of people. I have yogurt, granola and berries like very often for just a quick and easy lunch. And I'll always put the bowl on the kitchen scales and just pour the granola on top of my yogurt. And I will always measure the granola out because it's really easy to pour it and think that it's 50 grams. And actually it's like 70 or 80 grams. It doesn't look like much, but that's why I have it with yogurt and berries because that bulks it out. But it's still very easy to pour it out and wishful thinking like think it's a lot less than it actually is so checking the portion on those kind of things where it's easy to just put put stuff on kitchen scales is helpful uh buying single servings where it's just portioned out for you like aldi do the a pack of like five mini chocolate bars that way i really like to have and a few of my clients have it as well and it's just they're about 130 calories each and they're really tasty they're kind of quite quite a decent size for the calories so those kind of things are helpful. You can get various ice creams now that are low calorie options that are also pretty pretty kind of small but a decent size and give you a really nice sweet taste after dinner but for maybe get about 130 calories and that can be pretty satisfying and stop me just kind of going back for more if otherwise eating out of a tub is easier to just keep eating. And then making a plan and sticking to that plan as much as you possibly can. When, like, when things crop up that maybe you're offered something that's that looks delicious you haven't really planned for it like thinking could i plan that in for tomorrow instead if i I think it's really worth it or can i just swap things around but stick to my plan as best i can so that that plan is there to help you like have to to think and decide less as the day goes on so making a plan that feels doable and enjoyable and realistic and then then if anything else crops up it's like a generally a a no um, or else if it's really amazing can i save it for tomorrow Whereas otherwise, without a plan, we can end up just saying yes to things and grabbing things here and there and just forgetting what we've had by the end of the day. And this comes back to having those regular eating patterns as well, like having, having ideally, set times for breakfast, lunch and dinner and snacks in between. And this doesn't have to be perfect or exact or anything. But the more you've got these kind of habits, routines, patterns in place, the easier it is to, to stick to eating in a way that just makes you feel great again because you've got regular energy coming in your body isn't kind of struggling for energy or fuel at any point it knows that there's food coming so it doesn't then send up these cravings to get more it will feel much better you have much better more stable blood sugar levels and just generally feel better and have more ability to say no to other things that can appear in the day and be quite tempting because you've already got great nutrition in you so you feel in a really good place you're not 
ravenous at any point, not low in energy. And then the other thing that really makes a difference is sleep as well. Having a sleep routine and really just protecting and prioritizing that as much as you can. There was a some information I read somewhere that um, was either in the book that I was talking about or something else recently that was saying that I think it was actually on Secret Eaters. They did a study on on the program with people who were sleep deprived and they had a, a control group who slept really well. And then the sleep deprived people, they um, deprived them of sleep multiple times a night for, I think it was just one night. But they then offered people a selection box of like lunch foods to eat the next day. And the sleep deprived people ate 35% more calories than the control group who'd slept well. So it shows how easy it is for us to overeat when we're tired. And so that is a massive, massive habit to focus on as well. How can you get good sleep? There are various tips I've talked about in other episodes for that. So I will not go into that as much here, but I will also make an episode about that very soon because I think a specific episode on sleep could be helpful. But that is it for this episode. Thank you as always for listening. I hope it's been helpful and if it is please do share or rate or review the podcast anything you can do to help me would be really appreciated um, to help other people get this information and thank you for listening feel free to get in touch if you need any help have any questions my email is hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk have a great day and speak to you again soon Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.